Hello, this is Steve Smith, and I'm a real hooper. What real hoopers do is they lead on and off the court, more importantly in their community. Got to go to hoopersvote.org, learn how you can make a difference, make a change. Once again, hoopersvote.org. Get out there and vote, make a difference in your community. That's from Steve Smith, a real hooper. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday on the Athletic Podcast Network. I do have a take. Welcome to Point of Contention on the Athletic NBA Show. Five subjects, five minutes, five points of contention. Coming up on POC, Nuggets never say die. Leon James, Boston Savior, Billy's Bulls, and MVP fraudulence. In this corner, the esteemed author and Bay Area legend, Marcus Thompson. Marcus, please give us an update on the WNBA playoffs. Oh, man, this is my favorite part of the show. So first off, uh, MVP Asia Wilson rebounded and the Las Vegas Aces evened up the series 1-1. Connecticut Sun suffered a big loss with Alyssa Thomas injuring her shoulder. She missed. She left in the first quarter, did not come back. That's a huge blow. She is a monster, an interior beast who was giving Asia Wilson problems without her. Yeah, I don't know. They're going to need a lot from Dewana Bonner. And over on the other side in the West, well, not the West. They don't really divide it that way. But in the other side of the bracket, Alicia Clark hits the game winner over Seattle, over, uh, for Seattle to win it over Minnesota. Now, that series is interesting because it got postponed because of uh, what you call it, uh, uh, what kind of what, inconclusive tests. So it ended up being a false alarm, and they played game one, so they're a little bit behind. But we're headed towards a Seattle storm. Las Vegas Aces WNBA Finals. I know Amin is excited about that. And in this corner, sitting in for Ethan Strauss, it's ESPN's Amin Alhassan. You can find him on The Jump. You can find him on Hoop Streams. You can find him with me on SiriusXM NBA Radio. Also, check out his hit podcast on the Counted Dings Network, Bomb and Cinephobe. Amin, quick question. Who is your favorite NBA player that never won a championship or... An MVP. Ho, ho, ho. Hit me with the little switcheroo there at the end. I was going to say Steve Nash, and then you said no MVPs. So that makes it a little tougher. Um, it's going to be, and it's going to sound like, because I know the guy, but I truly felt this way before I ever knew him. It's got to be Grant Hill. You know, Grant Hill was my favorite player growing up, and I had the Grant Hill Filas and everything like that. And I thought Grant Hill was going to be the best player in the NBA for like a decade. And obviously, he had uh, all the stuff that happened to him health-wise. And then, you know, life is funny that way. And that, I would get to work with Grant Hill for like five years. So um, got to know him as a person and his family. And obviously that just made it even the affinity a lot stronger. So, yeah, Grant Hill's my favorite player. He's never won an MVP or an NBA championship. That's an excellent call because he, he would have had a couple MVPs if he stayed healthy. Yeah, he yeah. was that guy. Easily. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, do you say Filas or Filas? Uh, we say Fila, but we can't pronounce anything at Oakland. Wait, what, <laughs> do, you, right, what do you say, enough. Zach? Filas, not Filas. Who says Filas? You just said Filas. Did. did I? I thought it was, you know. Yeah, you said Filas. It's a New York like, thing. Oh, okay. might, might, might be a New yeah. York thing, yeah. East Coast. I'm back, baby! I'm Zach Harper, Jade Hoy producing, and Jade, start the clock. Take one. The Nuggets are back, baby. Oh, boy, we got a series now. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, 
bunch of dudes from Colorado took Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals Tuesday night, 114-106 after nearly squandering a 20-point lead, a barn burner down the stretch, and Nuggets fans are feeling that rocky mountain high, if you know what I mean. For more reasons than just that, Marcus, we've seen this team come back before, so are we seeing it again? No. Cut it out. Stop it. They won a game. I'm, I'm, I'm like last night. It's funny. I was, I was on Twitter talking about, man, I need to stop overlooking the Nuggets. I woke up today overlooking the Nuggets once again. I, I, I rewatched the game and the Lakers look like they, they were chilling low key. And then they made the surge and got tired. I Uh-oh. still, Uh-oh. I still feel like. I still feel like the Lakers are the better team, and I got to believe the better team will win. I just have to believe that. I'm not going to go bubble psychology and change it. It's the NBA playoffs. The better team wins in the seven-game series. I'm sticking with that. The Lakers are the better team. Wow. All right. I mean, why do people like Marcus keep writing off the Denver Nuggets? Because the Nuggets do do it to themselves, right? Like, I'm sick and tired of like, oh, why does everyone count us out? Because you play like shit. (laughs) <laughs> and then you 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 like realize oh no so I'm about true. to fail the course and so I got to really cram and study and pass this final and then we're supposed to be like I knew I should have never counted you out well how about you do well on the midterms how about you turn in your projects on time how about you do your homework how about you get a good grade in your group project like there's other things you can do without waiting until you are almost expelled from school before you start doing things the right way I will say that the Nuggets do have a thing that tends to give the Lakers problems, which is bigs that, you know, operate on the perimeter. And then obviously, team uh, Jokic and Millsap, they both do a great job of that. But, like, I'm not I'm not here to say, oh, you guys are counting the Nuggets out because, again, they do, like, they're putting themselves in a position to be counted out. I just, I, I eventually, I'm expecting at some point LeBron says, all right, I got Jamal Murray, right? Or... Yeah. Well, who, when's that going to happen, Marks? Because Jamal Murray's lighting They're up 2-1. You don't have to panic yet. They're up 2-1. Oh, barely. They're, They're barely. Up it's two, really one. one and a half to one and a it half. It is kind of one and a half. They're right. <laughs> but look, I, 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 they're up 2-1. I, I don't, you don't have to pull it out yet. If you pull it out too early and it doesn't work, you're done. That's the problem with it. You kind of yeah. got to wait till the right moment. And by the way, LeBron ain't no spring chicken no Nobody. Like, you want to put Mm-mm. you want to put LeBron on Jamal Murray when like the stakes are highest. Yes. And maybe Jamal Murray feels a little bit of like a pressure, and and LeBron's got a couple of possessions on him. You unveil it just like, hey, LeBron's got Jamal, and he starts getting. If he cooks LeBron, then then that's it. That's do? game. That's ball. That's a ball game. Yeah. He cook LeBron. That's over. But I, I do feel like they have things they can do. I feel like this is the Nuggets, right? They're they're gonna do this. Like if the Lakers solve this part, they 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 don't have another cow. It's not like oh, let's bring off Monty Morris off the bench. Like nah, this is it. It's like you beat you beat Jokic, you beat Murray, you're good. Like that's that's the game. I mean, you mentioned you know LeBron's no spring chicken now. What if what if we're looking at a Potemkin defender? Maybe he's not the LeBron who can defend Jamal Murray anymore. Maybe Jamal's like. Steph now. He's Steph in the bubble? Didn't Potemkin play for the Mavericks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 7 6 Russian guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's who that was. Pavel Potemkin, yes. <laughs> when fucking Ethan sneak back into this? Yeah, right. <laughs> what the hell was that, man? <laughs> he, needed, he needed a $12 word to be fully Ethan. I needed a $12 word. I only had $11 on me, but whatever. I got it. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe LeBron can't do that in these moments anymore. I mean, maybe Jamal Murray's that good. Because I do think this is more about Jamal Murray than it is about 
the Lakers defenders. Yeah. Yes yeah. and no. Yeah, I, mean, I felt the same, exact same way. Exact same way. Absolutely. Haters. I I don't like using that word, but you're just haters. You're just dismissive. Let me well let me, let me let me ask real quick, Marcus. Marcus, are you a Jamal Murray believer? Like, are you you sold now that this dude is one of the top young players in the league, and he's gonna have like a seven or eight All Star games in his future and things like that? Not fully. No, I kind of need to see it outside of the bubble to be honest. Like. Wow. I mean, he's shooting 50% from three. Like, I mean, come on. He was never he was never this guy before. Is there a chance that he, you know, he got he had his Neo moment and he realized he's the one and he's like now jumping into the agent? Like, all right, that's possible. I just kind of need to see more evidence first. But he's he's mm. better than what I thought he was. That's for sure. I will give you that. All right. Take two. What's going on? With Braun. Guys, it has become evidently clear that Anthony Davis is the best player LeBron James has ever played with. I know, and my dog agrees. I know there's a point of contention there. Sorry, Wally Zerbiak. But LeBron has not looked the same over the last eight quarters, often relying on Anthony Davis to carry that team with scoring, aside from a couple of runs here and there. Last night, he took the whole first half off, which put them in that big deficit. Now there are quite a few veterans on this team and youth has prevailed in the bubble as our own Seth part now has pointed out this could be a problem so Amin what's happening with LeBron James in not just fully taking over the series I mean I, I think we we kind of covered it like if you're LeBron you reach a point where you've got to pick and choose your spots you can't go balls to the wall the whole time because you got to have something left in case things go wrong and, and like Marcus pointed out they're still up 2-1 so he doesn't have to go full LeBron yet he can he can save it until Either the series is tied, or you know, you know, or we're about to close out, and you can just put your foot on the gas. But I don't have a problem with the way LeBron has played. I, I always think it's odd when people say LeBron's not, doesn't look like himself out there. I'm like, he looks like a guy who's pacing himself. And what's wrong with that? Like, I don't understand. Do we expect this dude to get fifty a fifty point triple double every time? Like, what's the point of having Anthony Davis if you can't let that dude cook? Like, yo, I'm a chill. You cook. That's what it's for. Well, well, Marcus, there's only one alpha dog allowed. So is this Anthony Davis's team now? I mean, first off, this the wh- whatever is happening, it's because LeBron has willed it so, right? Like it's not like, and it, this is this is Anthony Davis' team. Anthony Davis, when LeBron's like, "Yo, all right, give me the ball back," Anthony Davis is like, "No, nah, I got this." Like that's when it's his team. But the moment LeBron says, "Yo, run that ball back," I got this the ball's going to run back to LeBron. It's still his team. Just because he allows somebody to post up on his corner don't mean you Marlo. Now, let me just say this right now. I'm going to be – this is going to be a controversial take. Oh, boy. Anthony Davis isn't that guy because I don't think Anthony Davis believes it. <laughs> Evidence. He hits that shot to win game two, and he celebrated like – Oh my God, I'm, I did it. Blah, blah, blah. Like it was, he celebrated like someone who didn't expect himself to be able to do that. Compare and contrast Jamal Murray doing what he did last night. You see how cool he was? Now, I'm not here to tell you Jamal Murray is a better player than Anthony Davis or even in the same zip code or area code or anything like that. No, say, say that. We'll use that as a clip. I'm, that. I'm here to tell you that Jamal Murray believes that he was supposed to hit that shot in the same way that OG Ananobi believed he was supposed to hit that shot in a way that Anthony Davis did not believe. 
did not believe for one moment. Like it went in and it blew his. He turned into that nerdy kid with the glasses who was five seven at Perspectives High School or whatever the name of the school was that, that he went to school. You the, say the kid who, who was the kid who who, who was, committed to Cleveland Prospectors State High School. You say he was too hyped for a game two buzzer beater. Is that what you say? I mean, like you can't celebrate and talk like that. Are you supposed to be? Um, it just doesn't look. I mean, you could do whatever you want. I'm not. I'm not here to do celebration police. But he celebrated like someone who didn't have a high expectation that this was going to work. Whereas Jamal Murray hit his his nail in the coffin three from 800 feet out, and he looked like it was the second quarter. And like I just that guy looks like he knew it was going to go in. He said, "All right, enough of the playtime." And so I don't know. I don't know if Anthony Davis has the self belief to be the man on this team with LeBron on it. So, so you think he needs to see? Uh, a sports psychologist. He needs to go sit down with Wendy Rhodes or something, and and no, find his inner uh, alpha dog. Is that, is that Marcus? You don't need. You don't have to do any of that because he already has an alpha Absolutely, dog. His name right. is LeBron he's, James. He's probably gonna win uh, a championship, right? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, man. <laughs> sit back, relax, celebrate. Do what you, do what you want. No, guys, it's the new Horace Grant, and we'll be right <laughs> back after this. And now a word about Indochino from Tas Mellis of No Dunks. Is that weed? What? Indochino? Is that is that a type of weed? Hey, Jay, can you drop in that? Oh, you high? Yeah. Must have missed that one. Sorry, I'm being busy. Putting back shine. Listening to good music. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis of No Dunks on the Athletic. Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against the shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America. Or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS, not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. Take three. Did Gordon Hayward save the Celtics? Jade, insert God Choir sound. Spirits were lifted over the weekend when the Celtics captured game three of the Eastern Conference Finals, 117-106. Gordon was slashed and he was passed and he was outclassing the heat on Sunday as he finished with six points, five rebounds, 
four assists. Celtics are safe. Damn near a triple-double if you get a couple more of each and a lot more of each. The Celtics full squad plus the X-Factor. That's right, the X-Factor. So, Marcus, Celtics in six? I'm going to say Celtics in seven. I mean, uh, this is all set up for the Gordon Hayward, you know, redemption game in game seven where he goes off (laughs) for 12 and five. Like, this is clearly... This is clearly what's going to happen here, right? Uh, it's it's amazing how the lengths people go to to justify Gordon Hayward's existence. It's 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 kind of funny, and I get it. He makes a bunch of money, and he's actually not a bad player. I actually think he's a he's a good player. But oh man, that's a hot six and five, oh. boy! That's- <laughs> oh my god! All right, in the words of Jimmy Butler, Amin, I'm so fucking locked in right now, and I will do anything that it takes to win, man. So Amin, do the Heat still have that edge? their team yeah of course they have the edge i don't think they ever lost i mean the miami heat they don't like you're not allowed to even walk through the doors of the 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 court if you don't have an edge on you and, and you know i don't know i i, I kind of want to focus more on gordon hayward i just want to say i've never seen such a hoopla about the fifth best player on a team before <laughs> i mean it would be like the warriors and we're talking about well, it's harrison barnes every day when's harrison barnes coming back oh harrison barnes is back thank god i'm like what are you talking about, man? We're talking about Gordon Hayward? Gordon, not Lazar Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Not not Ben Gordon. Gordon Hayward. Not Hayward, Gordon's gin. Not Gordon's gin. Gordon Hayward. Not Hayward Workman. <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Carry on my Hayward son. Carry on my no, no, to America's? Never mind. Go, go back to your, what you were saying to me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the Miami Heat, look, they, they've been in this position before when they lost game four against the Bucks, and they came out the next game with the, with the requisite amount of focus. The idea is that they understand they don't have a margin of error. They don't get to out-talent anybody. They got to go out there and, out, and execute. And having said that, even with the poor showing that they had in the first half, they, they, they made it interesting in the second half, and they shot four of 26 from three. That's horrendous, horrendous. And you make four more of those threes. Eight of 26 is still really bad for the Miami Heat, but it makes it a completely different game. And so sometimes you just chalk it up, man, that's basketball. They play better than us, and when we had some momentum, we couldn't quite make it connect. And you take your L, and you come back next game, and, and you do something different. And if they don't do right. it, then Udonis Hassel will be, like, stuffing their faces with canned tuna and crackers <laughs> and, like, and Campbell's soup till they get their life together. Is that – does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll try. I'll try pa- later that dude's pantry you know looks like he just went on a Costco run, like – all right i've got my crystal ball out guys i've got the actual results because we're we're recording this wednesday afternoon a couple hours before game four of the heat and celtics series so if i tell you my crystal ball marcus says that the heat win by what's your reaction i'd be surprised i'm I'm thinking this is two two and we're going to a seven gamer. We're going to a dog fight. Come on, this, this is the Celtics here. This is you, Brad Stevens going to call up like plays we've never seen before, right? Gordon Hayward is getting fifteen and fifteen. Like the Celtics will even this series. I'd be shocked if this thing go, if if he, the Heat go up three one. Shocked, I tell you. I mean, do you believe in my crystal ball prediction? I believe it could happen. I, I definitely believe in it way more than Marcus does. 
I don't think anything we've seen thus far indicates that that's far-fetched. Uh, I do still think it's going to be Heat in seven, though. I, I just I think at some point Boston's going to win a couple of games. But if the Heat win game four, I mean, it's a wrap. That's man. a wrap, yeah. You might as well. You might as well pencil in that that uh, LeBron versus his old team finals that we've been waiting for. I say that they better. I wonder if Denver. I wonder if Denver agrees with that, guys. I wonder if Denver. Uh, I'm, with I'm giving Michael Malone bulletin board material. I'd say, I'd say they yeah, better yeah. not. I, game four better not come down to the end. Like I'm just not trusting Boston. Like Jimmy Butler's going to do something crazy. They can't leave it in his hands. They've they've got to take the bull by the horns. Speaking of take four, taking the bulls by the Donovans, guys. Billy Donovan to the Chicago Bulls. Big was the Chicago little birdie told. <laughs> I almost said balls, but I sort of couldn't with bulls. It sound like a manscape to add at that one. <laughs> Not this week. As Big was little birdie told us on a recent basketball buds episode last week, the former Thunder coach left the rebuild project in OKC for a project. Tasked with putting the pieces together, Zach Levine, Lowry Markman, uh, Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., some nice players, but not a single all-star in the mix. Bulls, of course, under new management and seem to be headed in the right direction, which is not that hard considering they're the Bulls, and they are really bad and coming off back-to-back 22-win seasons with one of the worst coaches I've ever seen, who just wanted them to do push-ups and literally put a punch clock into the time so they could punch in for practice. So, Amin, what do you think of this new hire for the Bulls in getting Billy Donovan? Uh, I think it's a solid hire. It's a good hire. You know, Billy obviously has experience coaching up young talent, whether it was at Florida or, or this past year in, in Oklahoma City. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, Billy left because Oklahoma because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. Like, that's the official thing that they put out there. But the reality is they were offering him one more year and offering him like the same amount of money that he was making uh, or excuse me, not one more year, but it, like it's two more years, I believe, at the same flat amount of money, it was clear that he wasn't their guy. And this was just kind of one of those things where we can get some cost certainty at this position. And so Billy left because he knew he had something better out there. you know. And, and that's the name of the game for these coaches is you just want to be working. You'll take whatever, whatever comes. Good job, bad job. A lot of times you don't really, unless you're, uh, you know, yeah, I'm trying to think like if if you're Greg Popovich or someone like that, you have the choice of saying, nah, I don't feel like it. But for the most of the rest of the guys, yeah, I'm taking whatever job is there and is enamored with me. And and Chicago is enamored with him. And so we'll, we'll see what he gets to do with a very young group of Chicago Bulls. I mean, are you telling me they're getting uh, Bradley Beal or something? Then 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 I'm with it. If, you, if, 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 huh. if they got somebody coming, if he's going to recruit, like, all the Florida stars, well, all right. I'm what's he it. supposed to do? What's he supposed to do? I don't know. I have no idea. You know idea. what I'm saying? Like, 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 people say, I'm all like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're right, man. If only they could get X, Y, Z. Then he'd have them in the finals next year. Like, this team's terrible. Like, there's no well, why would two he ways take about that? it. He couldn't get another job? Why would, he, why would he take it? Yeah, he couldn't get another job? Four years guaranteed. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why you take it. And it's not paying him two million a year or whatever. You're gonna get. He's gonna get well compensated. Well, Marcus, did he make the right decision? I, I don't think so. I wouldn't, man. I mean, look, I I understand that perspective of yo. Know, I'm, I'm gonna sit down here for a few years, make some money, like you know, build my stock, my financial stock, whatever. Like I get that part, but. I don't know why anybody would think going to Chicago helps your career at this point. <laughs> like, I would think 
he would get another opportunity somewhere else, like after what he did. But here's the thing. Because he, he isn't a fired coach who's drawing a salary and can sit back yeah, and wait. Yeah, facts. His facts. contract's up. So He's no Mike Brown, not, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to MB. But no, but but the, the reality is you look around and you say, Philly, Indiana, New Orleans, what were the other jobs that are open? Uh, Brooklyn, still, uh, no, Houston. no, Houston. Philly, Houston, Indiana. Indiana, New Orleans. Those are the four. Yeah, those, Chicago, OKC, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, obviously, well, OKC's, OKC's out now, yeah. For, yeah. for him. And Chicago, well, that's the one he took because that's the one he offered. So given the, the immense amount of names out on the market and only three or four jobs available, you got to leap at it. You can't, I don't like Chicago, Indiana. Like, first of all, is Indiana that much better? Right. Like the the, I mean, the marquee jobs, I would say, are Philly, Houston, and New Orleans. Right, those are the ones that look poised to be movers and shakers within the next three years. Right, Indiana's like, well, Chicago is not right, and then obviously, as we say, Oklahoma City's out. So, like, if you're Billy Donovan, do I risk going in competition with the Mike D'Antonis and the Ty Lues and all these other names out there for one of these coveted jobs? Or do I just take this one with the guaranteed money and the guaranteed years and say, yeah, okay. And I get to live in Chicago, which is a nice change of pace after living in Oklahoma. Yeah, man, take the job. All right, so where should Philly go now that Billy Donovan's out of the mix? Oof. uh, I'm, you know, you think Ty Lue? I was going to say Ime Udoka. I don't. Are these dudes there. ever going to get a shot? Ime Udoka, Steven Silas, like people are just going to go David with the names. Vanderbilt. Let's name. Let's name. Let's name. Hold on. Let's name the black assistant coaches that will never get a head coaching job. Apparently, <laughs> according to Marcus Thompson, Ime Udoka, Steven Silas. Who else we got? David Vanderpool, uh, Phil Handy. Is he on that list? He's got to be on that list. I think he's. Probably I feel like Phil, Phil's coming uh, up. West Unsell Jr. West Unsell Jr. Jr. Uh, Jamal, my man, Jamal Mosley, right down in Dallas. Uh, uh, do you do you say Adrian Griffin? Adrian Griffin, oh, he came close, but now he's yeah. They pulled him back. They pulled him back into the into the barrel. You think Jer- <laughs> you think uh, uh, Jaron Collins would ever get a look? Jaron Collins is in the barrel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the hot names that they're going to mention, but they don't ever actually hire. By the way, this is not a knock on these gentlemen. I think they're all fine coaches that'll do a great job if they get an opportunity. I merely shot. speak. Yeah. I'm speaking in the very cynical fashion about hiring practices in the NBA and that guys like this are the ones that, you know, struggle to get that first shot. And when they do, it's going to be coaching a crater in the ground. And Marcus will be the one and Marcus will be the one that says, I don't know why he took that job. No (laughs) facts. I don't. That's why I I, I don't know why Chicago wouldn't do that. Why, Why not do that? I mean, I guess Billy Donovan has some experience building. I mean, yeah, it's easier when you've got something to build with. But man, start start with a youngster, mold him, let him grow. I mean, maybe that's just a front office perspective where you got to feel like, man, I'm gonna develop a coach and a team, and we're gonna build something. Uh, like, may, may, I don't. Know, maybe that's from on high. Just felt like the opportunity was there for them to start from scratch and build something. And they went and got a dude who might, after six months, be like, what am I doing? Yo, I used to coach KD. And, <laughs> and now <laughs> I got Zach Levine, right? Like, <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of struggling to get the job done, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, guys. And sometimes you can struggle to get the job done in the bedroom. And we just brush it off, right? I, 
Lost my mojo. It's been a long day. Sun's in my eyes. Air conditioning's too cold. Air conditioning's too hot. Just not feeling it, honey. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about erectile dysfunction. At home, I want you to say the words erectile dysfunction. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It happens, and you can get it treated thanks to our friends at Roman. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your own home. Healthcare professional will work, will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, boom, free two-day shipping right to your door, and it's not going to be some big package that says, Ed's got boner pills now. It's not going to say that. It's discreet. It's straightforward. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. That's GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA, and you complete an online visit. Used to be tough to tackle, but you, know, you just you know get a little online visit going. You connect with a healthcare professional. They take care of it, and you go to GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA today. If you're approved for treatment, you will get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. GetRoman.com slash AthleticNBA. Take the bull by the horns, everybody. All right, take five. It pisses me off. Piss me off. Um, it pissed me off because out of 101 votes, I got 16 first place votes. That was LeBron James' reaction to getting just 16 of 101 first place votes for MVP. And as Giannis took the award for the second straight year, LeBron went on a little bit of a tour to express that maybe it's time to rework the criteria for MVP. Without specifics, but with still LeBron in the bubble, while the Greek Nigerian freak was on a plane to Santorini, it's clear what he is referring to. So, Marcus. Do we need to rework this MVP thing? And if yes, how do you do that? I thought they already rethought it. I thought there was like a player vote on this thing. Whatever happened to that, they had the whole ceremony. When Steph won, they were like, yeah, we don't want to do that media vote thing. Let's do our whole other thing. The only way I'd redo this is you create a panel of people who, no matter what, whatever happens... People like LeBron can't say anything. And maybe that has to be legends. Maybe it has to be like thinkers who pass some kind of like basketball naturalization test, whatever. Put it in there. Whoever they pick, like shut up about it. Because who, I mean, look, LeBron probably should have won more awards than he has. But so what? Nobody will care about this in 20 years. All right, Amin, on Hoops Adjacent yesterday, Big Waz put forth this conspiracy theory. Quote, you could see as LeBron was saying all this, he had a little smile on his face. Um, that maybe what this is, is LeBron sort of, you know, preparing the land so that planting the seed, if you will, D.A., to ensure mm. that he gets that finals MVP vote. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's on. like, you no, guys no. screwed me on the real MVP. Better not screw me on this finals MVP vote. <laughs> is this a ploy, I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this LeBron is not an idiot. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to how to work the system. I was trying to find the person who tweeted. I thought it was Tom Habistro, and it wasn't. But the person who tweeted about the uh, all-star votes where a, a bunch of dudes didn't even vote for LeBron. Right, as an all-star right. starter, I Bryce Johnson got an all-star like, vote. Like once. things like that. It's like the idea, like the idea. You complain about 
who the winner is because the winner wasn't you. It's just preposterous. But but he also didn't complain that he didn't win. He complained that it was such a lopsided vote, right? Like, like, he even says, like, Giannis, yeah, Giannis deserved to win, but I only 16 votes. Well, if Giannis deserved to win, what does it matter how many people thought he deserved to win? Exactly. Like, the idea that we're going to ridicule the result of the vote and ridicule the people voting, right? I know, like, who... Who, like, do we think if it was 100 players they would have voted for LeBron? It might have been less. It might have been less votes for LeBron if it were up to the players. Because there's some hating-ass players. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> Y'all think the media, quote-unquote, hates players? I'll tell you who really hates players. It's, like, the the, the players. Because the players sit around and say, man, eh, that motherfucker can't play. Ain't that nice. If you give me Anthony Davis, I'll be doing, like... Players do this all the time, which is why when Paul Pierce said he was better than Dwayne Wade, everyone blew a gasket. I'm like, this is how players think. I'm not here to agree with Paul, but I do give Paul credit for being one of the few guys who come out and say it in public and put his name on it. Because there are tons of players who look at Dwayne Wade's career and say, Man, if I played with Shaq and then LeBron and Chris Bosh, I'd have eight, nine, nine, nine. They all say that shit. It's the same reason why players that don't have the best careers don't say, yeah, man, I was out there partying, whatever. No, they say, man, if my coach wasn't hating on me, I would have been an all-star seven-time. Man, if I played for that. Like, they all do this. That's part of what makes them good enough to be NBA players is this delusion. It's the delusion, yeah. <laughs> yep, is that, like, everything that happens to them that isn't in their favor it's somebody else's fault. That ain't me. Like, I'm special, baby. What you talking about? Retired players. I'll remind you that when they asked Oscar Robertson if Steph Curry was the greatest shooter he'd ever seen. That's like one of the most universal takes, right? I feel like old, new, doesn't matter who you that are. That seems current, like a pretty easy Everyone kind of like, yo, yeah. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter we've ever seen, right? This old man didn't say, well, you know, um... Havlicek was a great shooter too or you know or like some other great player he named some unnamed teammate he had Bucky Buckerson because I don't know what his real name is but trust me when I googled the dude and I looked his picture he looked like his name was Bucky Buckerson Bucky Buckerson who by the way averaged like seven points a game and shot 37 percent from the field this is who Oscar Robertson said was just as good of a shooter as Steph Curry And that's why I say you can't trust retired players. You can't trust current players. You can't – literally the only people you can trust are the media because there are enough people with different ideas who are going to give you a representative answer at the end of it, right? It's not that they all vote the same. It's just that there's enough variety there. Yeah, you you can't trust – you couldn't trust – retired players as soon as the money got crazy <laughs> like they're like i will never give you full credit because there's no way you should be making all that money and i didn't and they're, they're, it's never gonna be even they're gonna always see it as how they got slighted because there's a dude making 50 million dollars who wasn't as good as him and he doesn't have that so their their bias is inherent like you talk if you ever talk to rick barry he He'll make it very. I'm better than all these dudes. <laughs> and he might he might not even be wrong, but I mean, Rick Barry was about his money. Like that's why he ended up in the ABA. So these dudes look at it and say, "Hold on a second, you telling me this dude is making eighty million? What? Always. Man. There's a that's problem. The first with place that. they go. That's the okay, first Mark. place they always go. 
He's making as much money. Like that's that's the old player thing. And I don't mind it. I'm I, I'm I'm not sitting here complaining or calling them stupid or wrong or anything like that. I'm just saying if you think somehow these people like I cherish the game today and I truly know what's be- like no, they don't think like that. They think everything in terms of themselves. I mean, uh it was Adrian Smith. Bucky Buck. Smith, who averaged eleven point eight points per game in the NBA on forty two point nine percent shooting. My my mistake, Bucky. I I downplayed your numbers. To be fair, he did play one year with the three point line in the ABA. He went two for eleven. Yeah, add a boy. Bucky he's better off saying Guy Rogers. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. If he had said somebody, like somebody. Doesn't matter when they Elgin was a much better shooter. I'd be like, all right, man, like I can't call it. You got it. Like you feel that way. That dude's a great player too. But you went, a, he went out of his way to pick a scrub from his era. Hey, the, 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 a scrub. <laughs> you know the best part about this with me, like after the the Steph shade, then he just became like this full on like Russell Westbrook endorser. Yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. that was like man, this Steph dude ain't nothing. You know what it is? Uh, like, because Russell Westbrook looks the part, right? Like, if Ro- Oscar Robertson is going to have people question his place in history, he wanted to be someone that looks like it. Not this skinny little kid over here. This skinny little light-skinned kid at that, by the way, right? With the silver spoon. Like, the he he wants it to be someone that like people can look at and go, oh, that guy's so explosive, whatever. Not like that little dude better than you, Oscar. He wasn't gonna have that. That little light skinned dude who be talking little about light skinned dude, right? Like he can't he can't school me, nah. Uh, dude, very, I told I told Oscar Robertson to shut the fuck up on national TV. Only I said shut the fudge up. I did the I did the I, I was on Sports Nation, and what I did is that Oscar I did the thing from Tropic Thunder. So Oscar Robertson is one of the greatest players to ever play this game, and we owe him a huge debt of gratitude for everything he's done for the game of basketball. Is he out of his mind? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, is that all you have to do to stop Steph Curry? Is just get up on him? Oh, no wonder! All the time everyone said, oh, just let him be wide open. He'll miss it sooner or later. Pick him up at half court. Yeah. Like, like we used to do in my day, three-quarter court. Who are you, Amin, to talk about the big O that way? How dare you? All right. Quick closing rant. Marcus, we'll go with you first. What do you have to closing rant, a thought, anything, something something hilarious, whatever you want? Yo, I am so uncategorically not prepared for a closing rant that I'm just going to say uh, hashtag Brianna Taylor. All right. Amin Al-Hassan, your closing rant thought anything lighthearted or heavy-hearted? I mean, like, really? <laughs> I mean, this is where you say, I, this is where you say, I also say hashtag Beyonce. I also say uh, hashtag Beyonce. No, go with your rant, sir. I know you got one. You keep one in, in, in the tuck. Oh, oh, I got a rant for you. Oh, this is good. This is good because I didn't know this at all. So I'm in New York City right now, uh, and as I tape, I'm looking out my window, and I can see Madison Square Garden, and I can see the famous Madison Square Garden marquee. And on the marquee, they usually show all the upcoming tours and acts, and, you know, hey, Maroon 5 coming in 2021, et cetera, et cetera. And then they've got one for the Knicks, and it's got a picture of R.J. Barrett, 
And the Knicks slogan for this upcoming 2020, 2021 season is, quote, there is nowhere else. That's it. That's the, that's the tagline. There is nowhere else. And I just thought to myself, they've literally leaned all the way into this. Like the idea, like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? There's nowhere else. Like, your life sucks, but you're not getting rid of us that easy. There is nowhere else. You're going to go to Brooklyn to go to games? No, you're not. There's nowhere else. They are fully acknowledging that rooting for the Knicks is a tiresome, abusive relationship that you can't bring yourself to get out of. And you know what the funny part is? As I talk to all my friends who are Knicks fans, and I say, oh, can you believe that? They all chuckled sadly. And I got to quote my buddy Big D who said, but do they have merch that has that? Because I would totally wear that. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Nick fans, they love their abusers too much. New York is the mecca of basketball. My closing rant is aimed at the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. How much more are you going to disrespect the Charlotte Hornets? I mean, can you pick another activity to get yourself into besides making the Hornets good? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. This is historic. You're you're bringing black ownership to new spaces. You and Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace are going to take over the sport. Like, yeah, I got that. But can we get some love for the Charlotte Hornets? Can you can you invest some time, effort, energy into the Charlotte Hornets? At least put somebody in there who can run that thing and turn the Charlotte Hornets around. I have a nomination for you, just in case you were thinking, who, Marcus? Who am I going to put to run the Charlotte Hornets? Here's who I'd say. First off, get one of these coaches that we we mentioned here, but, but forget that. If you hire this guy, he will find you the coach. If you hire this guy, he will put your franchise on track. And then you can go off doing your thing that you do with Nike and NASCAR and all golf and all that. You need to hire Amino Hassan to run your basketball operations. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're doing this to me. Listen, listen to what I'll say. I'm going to stick up for Michael here. All right. Mickey Arison, no one tells Mickey Arison to go make the Miami Heat better. Because he wins championships. No, because he hired people to do their job and he trusts them to do their job. I will always root for the owner who shows up to write a check and shows up to hold the trophy and does nothing else in between. So who, who did he, who's his Pat Riley? He needs to find his Pat Riley. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Find the Pat Riley. Oh, you do, go do all the gallivant you want to do. And Marcus, and you think Amin Al-Hassan is Pat Riley? Absolutely not, but it's about as close as he's going to get. <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Point of Contention, POC on the Athletic NBA Show. Thanks to ESPN's Amin Al-Hassan. Thanks to Marcus Thompson, Jade Hoy. I'm Zach Harper. Subscribe to The Athletic. It's $1 a month right now. It's a glitch in the system. Get it before they fix the glitch. You won't be sorry. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts on The Athletic Podcast Network and keep it locked in on theathletic.com. I have a hard time picking against the Clippers. Who do you think is going to win the West this year? Clippers. I think their pieces fit together a little bit better. I think it's the Clippers championship to lose this year. The Clippers are the best team in basketball. So I'm going with the Clippers. That's why the Clippers are my choice. I'm going to say the Clippers. So I'm going with the Clippers. I can't go with the Lakers. Here come the Clippers, the bench. They just wear you down over the course of 48 minutes.